Okay. Well then. All right. Uh, welcome to the first ever manifest podcast, um, Fresh Meat. Um, it's a meeting of minds around the freshest topics in in communication. Um, and yeah, this is our, our first recording, first of many, I hope. Um, and today we have three guests: uh, Maya Zupin from Manifest, hello, Alex Myers from Manifest, hello, mate, <laughs> and Paul Sutton, the digital strategist. Hi there. Uh, welcome and thank you guys for uh, you know taking time out on a, on a Friday, a rainy London Friday. Uh, today we are going to be talking about apologies. We're going to be talking about sorry, the art of saying sorry. And that obviously blends into um, crisis comms. It blends into um, lots of things we've been seeing in the media um, recently. And I guess in a, in a Brexit post-Trump era, there's been a lot of apologies lately. Um, so I sort of want to look at the psychology behind it first and look at examples of individuals and brands that have said sorry um, and analyze that and get your, I guess, comms take on it. Uh, so essentially, sorry, like, I'm sorry, is just it's two simple words, uh, two simple yet powerful words. I'm sure uh, as, as children, our parents constantly remind us of the importance of saying thank you and sorry, gratitude and apology. Um, and those of us here who have children um, can relate to a scene where you're, you know, telling a, a three-year-old, you know, to say sorry for upturning their dinner or biting a sibling. Uh, it's usually, it's not that easy um, to get honest contrition out of a toddler, but that's to be expected. What's also surprisingly difficult as well is, is to get um, sort of honest contrition um, out of companies, out of brands. So in this uh, first episode, we're going to be discussing the art of saying sorry. We'll be looking at individuals and brands that have done it well and those that haven't. We'll also be looking at some, I guess, unconventional styles of saying sorry. Uh, so to start off, guys, I'd like to turn to the experts for a definition, if you will, of what constitutes a good apology. And there's a, a psychologist, Kristen Carter, who says, you know, an apology should have three steps or three parts. Tell them what you feel, the I'm sorry bit. Admit your mistake and the impact it had, and make the situation right. That sounds easy. Uh, so, guys, just an, an, an open conversation. Why do you think many brands or people in the public sphere usually stumble with, with apologies? Is it because they think saying sorry is an admission of liability? I'll, let's start with you, Paul. What do you think? I, I think it's exactly that. Um... There are a lot of arguments in the in the PR world about whether you should or shouldn't say sorry for things that have happened publicly. Um, my personal opinion is that saying sorry is not an admission or doesn't have to be an admission of liability because there are ways and means of saying sorry without apologising necessarily for what has happened, if that makes sense. So you can apologise for how someone feels about something without having to say it was necessarily our fault. Mm. Does that that reminds me of the the famous apologies of uh, you know I'm sorry if you if you were offended, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of brands a lot of people have said you know that if mm-hmm. you know so it's almost acknowledging that there was offence, but 
also skirts another line of uh, well it my... is but then you, you, you can you can apologize for how someone feels without saying i'm sorry if you took offense mm. you can say i'm sorry that we offended you yeah now if i say that to you if if if, if as a blogger if i write something in a blog mm. and i offend you yeah. i can say to you i'm sorry for offending you yeah. that doesn't mean i'm necessarily apologizing for my opinion Alex, what's your, your take on... Um, I, I think it's difficult because there's different definitions of apologies and I think the word contrition came up a few times in your description, Jules. But I think getting a bit more philosophical around it, I think the priority that is often missed from a, a brand point of view mm. is sorry needs to be something that can be accepted. Right. Um, so the challenge for me isn't in developing a, an apology and getting the messaging right. It's... Mm. Um, from a, an informational standpoint, giving you the right stance necessarily. It's about the person you're saying sorry to feeling like they can accept it right. and starting there and moving back. Okay. So if that means you need to say why you're sorry, then you need to say why you're sorry. If mm. it means being broad and general, then you can be broad and general. But mm-hmm. um, sometimes you know, hearing the word sorry and feeling the contrition means you can accept it and it can neutralise um, you know, someone who's even is very, very critical of a brand or something that a brand has done. Um, but sometimes it might be impossible to find something they can accept. And that's right. when there's a big challenge for brands too. Yeah. Um, because it's not necessarily an apology, it's a difference of opinion. Yeah. Um, mm. And that's when it can be a real challenge. So yeah, philosophically, it's about acceptance. It's like, yeah. okay, we're both on different sides of the fence can be an acceptance. Or, yeah. um, you know, I I understand you were in the wrong place. And, yeah. You you understand that now too, yeah. And we can both move on, yeah. Um, but that it's about that convergence at the end that the comms has to be focused on sometimes that often isn't. But. Mm. I, I think you're right there to to a degree, but I'd also say that a lot of a lot of brands and companies won't even take that first step to say I am sorry. I agree completely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, if we're looking at definitions of sorry. I think if we're looking at the challenge of saying sorry, then that's so, probably slightly broader because yeah. I think a lot of brands are so defensive that actually they feel saying sorry is some kind of admission of guilt. Mm. Um, and technically that's exactly what it is because what you're saying is that your action you might not have felt was doing something, but if someone else perceived it to be that way, then it was that way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you have to apologise for yeah. the, their perception of it, their their position there. And I think often brands see the world as a binary place mm. because individuals do. And it's often seen as inhuman to not say sorry. Yeah. But like you said at the start, Jules, sorry is the hardest word for any human being to say. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think that's exactly why companies often stumble or, you know, celebs and public figures, because they forget why apology is there in the first place. It's really mm. to, you know, they forget about compassion and empathy and, and, and the person that, mm. you know, they're actually addressing. They immediately start thinking about themselves. How does this make me look like? Yeah. Uh, what will people people think of me if I say this. Yeah, and I'm, I was actually going to ask, there's something you raised, Alex, around the difference of opinion. You know, so if something has occurred, but a brand feels what we did was right, but um, the the audience or, you know, a specific individual thinks that was wrong, how, how then would you advise a, a brand when someone says, I was offended or, you know, this hurt me, but you are steadfast in your belief that, you know, all your actions were right. What what would you do in that case? Do you, if, if you do not believe an apology is, is warranted? 
I think if you believe apology is not warranted, then 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 you shouldn't go down the route of apologizing for it. Right. Uh, but you need to find some way again of um, empathizing with the person to meet them halfway, um, so that they see you as engaging with them. Uh, whether or not that includes apology is another matter. But I absolutely don't think you should say I'm sorry if you're not feeling guilty. And I know that's quite controversial, but. Um, because then then it will inevitably come across as uh, insincere. Yeah, that's actually interesting. And I read a blog of yours, Paul, and you mentioned empathy is hugely undervalued. Yeah. It's a yeah. blog about um, crisis comms. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's a word that we, you know don't necessarily associate with with brands these days. No, no, I I agree. Uh, And and the whole empathy thing is about... If you think about it, we're we're all just humans. Everybody is just a human being, okay? And we all want to be felt that we're listened to and understood in what we are saying. Mm. And the role of empathy, regardless of the apology side of it, is just about showing someone that you understand them, that you're Mm. listening to them. Mm. So empathy is... Is so important, um, but again, it's missing from a lot of corporate communications, especially. Mm. And, and again, the, the tone with which people talk to people, that the brands talk to um, people on social media, can be so wrong because if you come across as too corporate, that empathy piece is just completely lost. Mm. And that's where people get wound up. I'll give you an example, actually, a live example mm. from today. So, oh, wow. Um, I. I've been getting a lot. I use a uh, an app blocker on my phone, uh, which blocks spam calls. So it, I, I don't. It doesn't ring. Um, I'd noticed. I was looking at it earlier today. I'd noticed that I've had about ten calls from this one company this week. So um, just purely out of I don't know, just out of interest of what would happen, I tweeted them earlier today. Um, I looked them up, tweeted them, and said took a screen grab and said, you see all this, this is you guys. Maybe you just want to take me off your list. It wasn't intended to be angry. I mm. wasn't being combative at all. Mm. The response I got was, nah, mate, it wasn't us, in that sort of language. <laughs> and I, if, if I was in the mood to be yeah. wound up about yeah. it, that, that would wind me up. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. What would have been wrong with just saying... I'm really sorry about that. I'll look into it. Yeah. Even if they didn't think it was them, even if their explanation is they've got a problem with, you know, spam calls or something. I yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah. What's the? Where's the harm in just saying to me, "I'm sorry, we'll look into it for you." Mm. You know that that it's it's just that empathy piece. That's all it took. But mm. if I was in a mood to be wound up, that would have wound me up. There's no doubt about it. It, it, that's back to the toddler analogy, isn't it? It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it wasn't. It wasn't me. Yeah. I've like, got a four-year-old at home. That's what she said. Yeah, completely. Well, I, I've got a two-year-old at home who is is unable to lie at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So mm. that's why he never needs to apologise. It's like if I give you this, will you throw it on the floor? Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. So it's it's sort of there's no need for an apology there. You just don't give him the thing. Yeah. Like, like I think something that's interesting that's cropped up is also the semantics around the word sorry, mm. because in Britain sorry means something very different to elsewhere too. Mm. Um, and I think that's something for brands to be aware of. Like if you go to America, yes can mean an entire spectrum of things, <laughs> from absolutely yes to no fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. And and we do the same with sorry. Yeah. It can mean I am. So so sorry. It's such a difficult thing for yeah. me to say that I even I, to even admit that I did that. Yeah. Through to 
why the fuck did you just bump into me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, right. sorry can yeah. be delivered in such so, yeah. such a spectrum of ways. And I think that, although that's obviously a, a broad analogy, mm. like, for brands, you can do that as well. Mm. You know, you can use sorry to your advantage to, mm. to sort of set a tone to it as well. And that's where you can absolutely always empathise and apologise, but you can also establish your position. You mm. can be, a, you know, it's at once your sword and your shield, I think, mm. sometimes. If you're especially British about it. <laughs> it would actually be interesting to do an audit of statements and see how many times you see sorry versus apologize. I, yeah. I, I would venture to guess it's largely apologize because actually more sort of distant. Yeah. Regret. Regret. Yeah. As well. a, we regret that you feel... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a passive word, apologize. I, 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 I notice it too um, in, in, in PR when you know, I, I make an error and I find myself typing out, you know, not even I apologize, apologies, you know, so it's... It, 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 even more. Exactly, it's oh, a yeah. step removed. It's like, you know, apologies for, you know... And, but it's interesting. I want to come back to, to social media. Um, and speaking of, of social media, it seems timing is always critical um, in this day and age. Um, when hours go by without a word or, you know, from, from a brand, we sort of imagine lawyers all huddled around a speakerphone all yep. drafting this... this mm this um, long statement, usually a tepid apology. Um, so is speed of response more important than context today? Um, if people on Twitter are mad at you, should you you know, apologize immediately or attempt to explain? I don't think speed is more important, but it's just as important mm. because you're dead right. If, if there's something happening and you hear nothing from a brand mm. for hours on end... Mm people will think the worst. There's no doubt about it. Um, even even getting a short little statement out <clears throat> in the right tone can help to calm things down, at least in the short term. Mm. And there's nothing worse than, than a, a crisis breaking on social media and just silence at one end because people will just keep going and keep going and keep going. I agree. I think there's, there's three levels of saying sorry in mm. terms of levels of... Um, I guess feel uh, a feeling of um a uh, 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 genuine contrition mm. and that goes from saying sorry immediately not saying anything at all and then saying sorry after 2 weeks in a very delicate and structured <laughs> manner um that basically gives you um a way out of every single coordinated angle that anyone could take mm. and People see through that in social oh, yeah. media, whereas obviously with traditional media, effectively they have to quote you. Um, but it's the, the context of social media being a conversation that the speed in itself is part of the communication. Mm. You know, mm. the, the speed at which a, a, something is delivered on social media is, is what the, uh, brands are praised for most often, mm. whether that is a reaction to something that's happened in the news agenda or whether it be an apology or, you know, something that is more directly in response to a customer. And I think that... Um, that's the difference in in that as a communications tool is yes news moves faster now but you need to be at that pace mm. um, and you need to have a tone established you know the structures around that type of communication is so different mm. to traditional media relations mm. you know where there's no approval process mm. you know anytime that you've got an approval process on tweets you're in trouble already <laughs> you know 
you need to have that sort of structure already in place, I think. Yeah. But this is where most brands get it wrong because yeah. they might say, uh, you know, we understand that we need to move fast and you'll have, let's say, your social media team there to respond and respond immediately. But then there's this buffer between saying we're looking into it, for example, and actually fixing it and mm-hmm. the two shall never meet. And the, the idea that you, you have bought yourself time just by acknowledging a problem, I think, is, is flawed. Yes, I agree. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the two, you know, say mm-hmm. absolutely you need to act fast, but mm-hmm. not just saying something, but also doing something. Yeah, I think there's, a, there's also a difference within social media that you can say immediately, okay, this is, you know, we are sorry for this and we are on it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas you can't really say it. that in traditional media because mm-hmm. they're like, well, what exactly are you on? How are you going to be on yeah. it? Right. What is it you're going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it is a different field. But that's where it's also mutually beneficial to have the two yeah. sort of, because it, 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 it seems that at times brands are more concerned with perception, you know. So saying, you know, we're on it, so it makes them feel. It makes everyone everyone feel, oh, okay, they they they're, they're on it. They're, but then people fast. are watching. Yeah, and perhaps no, nothing is happening, or things are moving at, at, at a snail's pace. But you've, you've you've just said, you know, we're on it. So I don't know. That, it's, that... it's interesting for someone who has to apologize daily. If you look at Slacks. Um, uh, Twitter feed. Mm. It's it's very interesting okay. because obviously um, it doesn't suffer them regularly, but there are there are outages, and when there are, they apologise immediately. Whereas mm. a lot of brands are like, oh my god, how quickly can we fix this before yeah. they then talk to anyone <laughs> about it? It's like we are out, but their but their their conversational tone is. I, I liken it a lot to Mailchimp as well, which does mm. a very good job in the same space, mm. and um, they they respond, but they give you min- they ha- obviously have a very structured way of. Even if there's no update, they will provide an update every yeah. three minutes. Yeah. Like in terms of, we know that this is re- a massive hassle for you. Yeah. And every three minutes, you're going to be checking this feed going, <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Yeah. So even if we've got nothing else to report other than, you know, we know nothing yet, they will still report yeah. that. And I yeah. think that that's a real valid um, way to approach that kind of issue i guess which isn't necessarily it's like an elongated sorry isn't it mm. well it is but <laughs> silence when it comes to social media just silence is not an option it's it's just yeah. not you know yeah. right yeah and, i think it, it says we know you're listening yeah. yeah so it's it's a dialogue even even when it's not because you you're you know you're, you're assuming something will be resolved uh, by knowing that they're on it right yeah absolutely. other than wondering i wonder if slack knows that there's a problem mm. yeah 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 uh, that, that, that's that, that's really true. Um, it, it made me think about um, it, on social media the uh, the H and M controversy um, a couple of, of, of weeks ago with the coolest monkey in, in the jungle shirt, and um, I think H and M did a good job of the eventual apology, which you know said that they were sorry. They outlined exactly why it hurt, it hurt people, and they you know said they're taking steps to you know change things. Um, but what was interesting, because when we did an analysis and manifest with, with the loop, we found that most of the conversation was happening on Twitter. It was happening in the USA. And the the shoot was done in Sweden. The shirt was being sold in the UK. Um, but the anger was in America and the shops were destroyed in South, in South Africa. <laughs> so it was a, a, yeah. a global uh, a global crisis. Um, but it seemed initially H&M did not understand 
what they had to apologize for. So, I mean, and this comes down to you know context and 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 probably diversity of understanding. You know, this the, you need to understand the problem before you can apologize for it and, and, and fix. So it almost felt like they were just mm. going from. Pinnacle post saying we're sorry, uh-huh. we don't know why you're mad, but we're sorry. It's it's a there's a real one. sensitivity around that apology because what H and M I think were really dramatically trying to avoid was saying sorry for a racial slur they never intended to make. Yeah. Right. So what they didn't want to say was, oh yeah, absolutely, this was a racial slur, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and pro- probably we should have, you know, um, kept it on a far right website and left it at that. <laughs> it was, it was, um, I think much more. Uh, of a, uh, a intricate situation for mm. them in the sense of they wanted to apologise for the right thing yeah. rather than I don't know whether it was they didn't know what they had to apologise for mm. it was that they wanted to make sure it was a very precise apology for the yeah. very precise thing they were sorry for yeah. which was an oversight really yeah. Yeah. Um, but then not wanting to undermine mm-hmm. the impact the, yeah exactly yeah. You know, and, and yeah. that's why this is a minefield for yeah. people in comms because you know, we can all uh, empathise, you know, going back to empathy with the H&M comms teams who are like, oh my God, how do we deal with this? Um, And who on earth made this mistake to ruin my life for the next week? Does impact matter more than intention? Um, I think it really depends on the situation, but I think you need to apologise for impact. If you're, but intention means you intended to offend someone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, if it, no, but, if it was if, your intention. But if, if you didn't intend, but it's offended people greatly, you know, how, how do you then, do you say, I never meant to, to, to offend and list out your reasons why? Uh, or do, like, how, how do you, how do you approach this situation when you genuinely did not mean to uh, offend or intend to offend and it's been taken you know in, in in a certain way how do you how do you apologize because i think i mean impact uh, as well as intent is subjective right yeah. uh, and as long as you feel that your audiences um have been wronged whether mm. whether objectively or subjectively mm. y- you have the duty to respond mm. uh, as a communicator mm. um and i don't know that I think oftentimes in uh, behind the closed doors, when you talk, when you know, if you if you're in the situation room, uh, people will understand the impact. And I think the problem is, uh, as a brand, you all of a sudden go from we screwed up to how do we neutralize? And I think I think that's the problem because it's less about you know people stop thinking about impact people stop thinking about you know why they they just think how do we make it go away. Mm. And I think this is where usually apologies fall short because you yeah. fail to actually, again, to postpone, empathize, empathize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, sorry isn't enough. You know, action right. is, it's sort of, okay, I'm sorry, but how will this never happen again right. is mm. what people want to hear. Mm. Um, you know, but it doesn't mean they'll necessarily get over that it happened in the first place. Mm. That's interesting. Is there... Ever a time where you'd advise a client uh, not, not to say sorry, not to apologize? Personally, mm. no. Okay. Um, because I, having dealt with a lot of crises on social media, yeah. the power of saying sorry is so big. It helps control a lot of situations. Mm. But to the point we've, we've all kind of talked about, you have to apologize in a sincere way. So you have to mean it. And you have to apologise for the right thing as well. Or you can dig yourself into a whole big hole. 
Um, so it, to your question, I, I would never say to a client of mine, you should not say sorry. Mm. But it needs to be considered how and when to say sorry. Mm. And the tone in which you say sorry is mm. really important. I struggle for any situation in communications where no comment is the right thing to do and has worked out for a brand. I mean, I'm sure there are situations, especially within government comms, where that's probably been the case. But honestly, no comment for me is just a massive window of opportunity for misunderstanding. Um, And the number of times we've had to push back with clients who've said, oh, I think we just leave this one. Um, And... And you have to, it will snowball if we leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not, you know, it's not that they're not sorry. It's that they're hoping it will go away, yeah. Yeah. which is exactly what happens in real life. You hope someone will just get less angry. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if you have an argument or something in the kitchen and then you leave for work, it's like, you know, you need to come home and say sorry. Right. Even if you don't feel you, you can't even remember why you're sorry, but you know, you're sorry. And it's still really, really tough to do. But if you get back and they're cool, then you say, oh, maybe I don't need to say sorry. <laughs> and then like you'll be cool for like a couple of hours and then you'll both at the same time say sorry to one another. Yeah, yeah. But if that person's fuming when you get back, you're like, right, OK, this is time to say sorry. Like because it, it's just bubbled up the whole day and become a much bigger issue. Yeah. Mm. And it's the same human instinct that you need to bring into brand comms, I think. Mm. You know, it's what is this? You know, it's all down to empathy, like you said before, Paul. I think, um, you know, what is the potential reaction? What's the scenario that's going to pan out? Mm. And saying nothing, Mm. um, as in any human interaction, is just frustrating Mm. for the other party. Mm. So I don't think there was ever, there would be ever a time where I'd say no. Mm. Did you you mean versus saying nothing or versus defending or saying something? Both. Versus saying nothing and and also, yeah, just saying, Mm. uh, you know. We didn't mean to, so I'm not going to say sorry. I mean, my, my first impulse would be absolutely like Paul's always say sorry. But I would imagine there are situations in which the the other side actually has an ulterior motive. Mm. Mm. Um, um, so I suppose we, we would want to stop and think about that. For but a that's, that's very true. Um, and I've just put out a podcast episode mm. about um, trolling and mm. uh, angry mobs. And you know the way mob culture works mm. or online things. And that is certainly true that you do have to think about the motives of whoever it is or what other side of it there is because there are all sorts of different um, people who might uh, complain or or take action against you on social media. It's not necessarily someone who's been wronged. It might be, uh, for example, a pressure group, Mm. um, which is an entirely different case from someone who's got a genuine complaint. So there are all... It's very complex in terms of who those people are. Mm. And that does have to be considered. I think it has to be. Right. Mm. Um, I, want, I want to switch uh, like tone a little bit, maybe get not more serious, but maybe to look into this whole... Um, as, as we all know, in the last sort of five, six months, that there have been a lot of, of men in, in particular that are... That have lost their high-profile jobs, um, especially in entertainment post Harvey Weinstein, um, and essentially uh, there's been a, a range of, of apologies. I think Harvey Weinstein needs to say more than sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very true. Um, there've been apologies or, or statements um, in some cases that have been, I think, quite interesting to the sect, and we've had the classic deflection in. Spacey's case, where um, he apologized. I think he used the word, I apologize. 
and then he came out uh, as a gay man, sort of deflecting things and made things a lot worse for for himself. Um, and we've had Louis C.K., the comedian, um, who, you know, he, he listed out the impact that his uh, transgressions had, but curiously did not use the word sorry or um, or even apology. Um, it's obviously a sensitive area, but I wonder what your thoughts are on apologizing, either as a person or a brand, when you've been accused or proven um, to have done something really, really atrocious. How, how then would you, um, not advise, but... What do you think that process should be when, you know, this goes beyond oversight, you know, when when you've genuinely, genuinely hurt someone? Uh, it's hard not to think about it in the context of what you were just talking about. Mm. Um, and the thing that bugs me about any of those statements, mm. uh, whether well-written or not, is mm. that they become, again, about the accuser rather than the accuser, uh, right. uh, I'm the, sorry, the about the accused rather than those affected by yeah. Um, and in that instance, I actually wonder whether public apology has no meaning and no place, mm. um, whether whether actually going directly to people that you may have hurt, offended, whatever it might be, um, is, is a much more sincere way of doing it. Mm. Yeah. I think there's all, there is that uh, the um, the public apology and the private mm. apology and mm. how different that is, and I actually think that there's another question tied into it all, which is transparency. Mm. I actually think we're talking about you know a very small pocket of what is the most important part of communications, which is transparency, um, because if you um, you know if you're open and transparent with your audience, then you know there is no issue with saying sorry if you feel it, mm. you know. Um, and you're not considering what's the fallout going to be from this, what's the scenario going to be from this. Mm. Um, and genuinely, if you're transparent, then your audience tends to be. But I think when, like Maya says, it's hard to divide from the the very sort of um, uh, acidic topic to some extent mm-hmm. in that, uh, um, uh, that that is very difficult to talk about in general terms because yeah. it's just so emotional and yeah. so at once ingrained in society for hundreds of years and also very specific individual cases, mm. which are very emotional for everyone involved. So I, I feel like that's a very difficult one for us to talk about in mm. terms of generally yeah. how brands should approach saying yeah. sorry and how, yeah. how it works in communications. But it does make me think, you know, between human beings, it's the same way mm. that transparency is what is mm. what helps and what breeds better relationships. Mm. Interesting. Um, there's a word that keeps cropping up, human human beings um and i just wrote wrote down what are the audience's responsibilities to a brand when it comes to transparency so if you've apologized um for what for whatever um there's as, as you said there's still that mob mentality there's there's that you know let's take them down let's bring them down let's burn it all you know um and i guess as as humans, when we apologize, we usually expect that uh, the person we're, we're apologizing to would would um, accept it. Um, and if they don't, then we, we, we deal with it. How should brands, you know, deal with that when they've apologized and maybe that apology is maybe not immediately accepted, but, you know, people are still angry? How, how do you, you know... How, how do you deal with it? If I if I apologize to 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 a friend and you know they're still angry with me, I yeah, I'll feel you know offended a, a little mm. bit. But as a brand, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that, right? You, you can't. And and the the whole thing about 
mobs taking over. Mm. With social media, you've got groups of people. That's the thing to bear in mind is that um, different groups of people will join in with an issue at different times. Right. So even if, let's say, an issue breaks um, and a brand apologises and that initial group of people, the, the it's been quelled... Mm. That doesn't mean that another group of people won't discover that issue a couple of hours later or half a day later, whenever mm. it is, and it can resurface again. Mm. And there's very little you can do about that because that's just the nature of social media and the way it works. Mm. Um, so being able to... I wouldn't like to say repeat your apology because that sounds a bit... You don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over, but you have to bear in mind, you have to know the way that social media works and expect that type of thing, I think. Mm. I think we talked before about um, sorry ifs and sorry buts. Mm. Um, there's definitely a sorry and. Um, that means you can... Uh, apology is the first stage of behavioural change. Mm. So, and again, it very much depends on the situation. But if you're apologising for something that you didn't realise was affecting someone in a negative way, or um, you can change that behaviour, mm. you know, and you mm -hmm. can demonstrate... Um, contrition through a change in behaviour as early as possible mm. um, but also maintain that forevermore mm. um, and I think that's what um, brands should learn from a little bit is mm. saying sorry doesn't mean the problem disappears, you still need to change your behaviour yeah. you know, H&M needs to talk about how its approval structures have changed and, and you know, how its, its um, photo briefs have been structured and changed mm. for designers to avoid what was effectively a technical mishap yeah. Yeah. Um, that obviously caused real and genuine um, pain, you know, yeah. pain and anger, yeah. really. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you know, they can do that. They yeah. can outline that and they can only live by the other images that they produce. You yeah, know? And that might be difficult and it might be long term, but that's your... Um, penance to mm. some extent mm -hmm. making that mistake but it's just like in real life you know you can say sorry a million times but it gets more and more hollow um you know <laughs> if, you uh, yeah, if you keep the same yeah. keep up the same behavior really yeah and it's maybe the biggest takeaway for brands that even when you resolve a situation it can always come back to haunt you and mm. i mean we we see this all the time mm. so you're never out of the woods no yeah. absolutely and i've dealt with companies where They've had issues um, years ago, but there was one I'm thinking of, which was a, a crisp manufacturer, and there was an issue with security staff outside their factory. Like This is going back eight years or something, but someone caught it on YouTube. And we used to manage their social media channels, and every now and then this would pop up again. And people don't look at dates on things. They just see this yeah. and get outraged about it. It's just an example. If something is out there, it's it's never going to be forgotten. It mm. just won't. Mm. So you have to learn to deal with it and, like you say, improve things so that it doesn't happen again. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I, I really liked what the uh, the CEO of United Airlines said. Um, they, they, I think they took out a full-page ad last year after... There was a passenger that was bloodied. Bear in mind, it took them a while to get there as well. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, this is an interesting example, actually, yeah. because the ad that they took out yeah. was very well worded. It, mm. it, it said all the right things. It was very public. You know, it, it's held up as a good example. Yeah. But it was their second shot at it, right. basically. Yes. True. Now, the first example, the first uh, response, I can't, I can't say apology because they didn't apologise. Yeah. 
their first response to it was all about not apologising to the guy who was hurt, but apologising for the booking situation which led to him being hurt. <laughs> Strike and, one. Right. <laughs> right. And you just... It was, it was so hollow. You could yeah. see through it in seconds. Yeah. So although their later apology yeah. is fantastic in the way it's worded and everything... They were kind of forced into that because yeah. they screwed it up the first time, I think. Yeah. You see that quite a lot in comms, and you're mm. very lucky if the second mm. if the second swing at the ball is the one that everyone mm. remembers. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you know, you one nil down yeah. and the best you can hope for is a draw. <laughs> um but I think yeah. Uh, there is an opportunity to be exceptional with a, mm. an apology mm. um, and actually come out of it with a positive too. Mm. I don't yeah. think the United example mm. is a good one in that sense. And I think they did neutralise it, but I don't think that they yeah. they made it a positive. But that's one thing that we've not really discussed today yeah. is obviously that contrition can add equity to your brand. You know, mm. that being a human brand and having mm. a connection with your audience and empathy for your audience is something that people value mm. and they're loyal to. Mm. I think actually, you know, taking on board um, issues that people have and changing your behaviour is something that will improve mm. your commercial performance, you know, mm. in the long run. Not that mm. you should do it from a mercenary standpoint, yeah. but actually you're not damaging things. Yeah. Um, you're repairing them and building too. Yeah. Try turning that to a CEO and lawyers, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> lawyers, it's, lawyers love an apology because it's at least nine or ten drafts, right? It's it's a lot of work in a short amount of time, so they'll charge extra for that. Like, it, so lawyers love things things like this. It's yeah. good, but yeah, the, the, it's it's interesting because I think there is that. It's it's quite a a, a depart from you know the way we think of brands or the way a lot of, of brands think of saying, you know, we've we've done something wrong. You know, let's be open and honest about it. You know, as you said, you know, the, the first instinct is to close in, close ranks, you know, and, you know, try to explain away a situation. But, yeah, that's, you know, can, can honesty and transparency, you know, add value. You know, to, to See, we've apologized before, I think, for brands when we've not been sorry and <laughs> used it as deliberate sarcasm, too. Yes. Yeah. Which is also another use of. Yeah. There, there's the current example of this, actually. I, I don't know if you guys are aware of the, the Poundland um, pre Christmas. <laughs> I was aware of that. Social media yeah, yeah. campaign. So they, they put out these ads which people took high offence to. It's all to do with they put the, the elf on the shelf in various sexual positions, basically. Um, and they subsequently, this week, their ad has been banned. Mm. They haven't got to do anything. They've just. But they put out a statement which is nowhere near an apology. It is fully loaded with sarcasm about how, um, I don't know, those 84 complaints or something to the ASA, how these people didn't have a sense of humour, but tens of thousands of people did. And I, I read this thing, and I'm, I'm, it stuns me how a brand can actually get away with this. But. Yeah. They have, and again, it's a transparency thing, though. I think that um, it, it ladders back to sort of the the, the purpose element of a brand, and like mm. you can't be wrong if you understand why you're there. You can just have a difference of opinion, yeah. and if actually they believe that why they're there is to you know make edgy jokes that some people might misunderstand or not even misunderstand but take offence yeah. to, and they're cool with it, which I think is a difficult position to take, <laughs> yeah. which, which I completely agree, it. but they're making it. But it's like there is sort of props yeah. that go out to, okay, well, you're doing that then. I mean, we've had run-ins with the ASA with 
brewed on. Yeah, I was going to say. There's yeah. a complaint about the word motherfucker on their website. <laughs> And um, ASA told Brewdog that they had to take it down yeah. and Brewdog don't advertise, or certainly didn't at that point. So we said, well, those motherfuckers have no jurisdiction over us anyway. <laughs> um, which obviously made a lot of headlines, especially yeah. um, in the advertising press where the ASA aren't particularly liked. With, with, with the hashtag, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, and you've yeah. also, you, there, you know, I hate to, I'm not going to name drop various agencies, but it's definitely happened where agencies have complained against their own ads. Um, in order to get them banned because they weren't doing that well. <laughs> and it basically means, oh, ad banned is a better headline yeah. than, uh, than crap ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's certainly a, a minefield there. Um, guys, I think, I think we're, yeah, I think we're in a good place. I think I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. Uh, honestly, thank you so much for um, all your contributions. Um, I think there's a lot that, that, you know, brands can learn from listening to this. Um, I think my key takeaway is be human. You know, when when a crisis occurs or when you you you're in, in a position that you have to um, be apologetic. You know, just remember what what would you say to a friend, um, and take it from there. Um, I'm sure lawyers would disagree with me, but <laughs> at the start, <laughs> uh, yes, thank you very much, and. Um, Look out for the next uh, edition of Fresh Meat. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.